now to my interview with Nikki Haley and Chris Sununu. I started with a simple question to Governor Sununu. Why Haley? Obviously, we've been friends for a long time, and I've, I, more than probably anybody else in the country, have been able to spend a lot of time with all the, the, the three top candidates, you know, Chris, Ron, and Nikki. Um, when it comes down to it, Nikki connects, and that's what I was really looking for. It isn't about just the policies. Policy can be easy. It isn't just about background, although the background is unmatched when you, when you look at uh, Ambassador Haley. It's about who's really connecting with folks, listening, uh, earning the trust, right? Spending the time. That's how we do it here in New Hampshire. And when I have, have seen her time and time again, whether it's in a diner or in someone's living room or in someone's backyard, not just talking at people. A lot of people like to do that, but saying, now what's on your mind? What are your top priorities? What are your issues? And I get excited about the opportunity to have a president that carries that philosophy into the White House, not just big government solutions. We've seen a lot of even Republicans try big government solutions. I don't know it's not what this is all about. It has to be about going in with the mindset of what's the individual looking for? How do I empower them to create their opportunities? And I, I just, it's working and people are galvanizing. The numbers are moving. It's exciting. Look, I am just thrilled. I truly am. And I knew that in order to earn his endorsement, we just needed to work. We just needed to work and show that we were willing to do it. And I mean, how amazing is it to get the live free or die governor? Um, you know, in a time where I think we need a live free or die country. Um, and he's the coolest governor in the country. And so to be able to do this, it's great. And now this partnership, I mean, you can feel the Granite State, the energy that we got with hundreds of people and continuing to see as we move through diners and all this, people get it and they feel it and they know the responsibility that they have. And I think we're gonna see magic here in the Granite State. Governor DeSantis did a town hall with CNN in Iowa last night and he was asked about this endorsement. And he said, even a campaigner as good as Chris is not going to be able to paper over Nikki being an establishment candidate. What do you say to that? You can say something, but it doesn't make it true. I was a Tea Party candidate when I became governor. I was a strong conservative governor that brought an 11% unemployment down to 3% unemployment, that we went and we moved thousands of people from welfare to work. We reformed education. We did tort reform. We did voter ID. And then you saw me go to the UN and I took the kick me sign off of our backs and America was respected again. Everything I've ever done has been strong, it's been economic freedom, it's been individual freedom, it's been making sure that I've made people proud along the way. So he can say establishment or whatever, I don't think labels matter. I think at the end of the day, this is we're fighting to save America. I truly believe that. And we're gonna continue to do it. And Chris's endorsement has just really given us a big kick at a time that the momentum was building and this is gonna continue to take us where we need to go. You wrote an op-ed along with this endorsement, and you said, in part of it, you said that uh, New Hampshire likes to be independent, obviously, and that includes being independent from what Iowa do does. And you said polls indicate that Donald Trump will win the Iowa caucuses. First, do you think that's true? It might be true. I don't know. What I can tell you is we're fighting just as much for Iowans as we are for the people here in the Granite State, and we think that that's really important. We just spent the week there last week, and the energy was good, and the strength is high. They're paying attention now, and things are starting to move. So we're going to do everything we can. Does he have a stronghold in Iowa? Of course he does. Do people support Trump? They do, but it's not about whether you support President Trump. I think President Trump was the right president at the right time. I agree with a lot of his policies. 
but chaos follows him, rightly or wrongly, chaos follows him. And now is a time where we have a country in disarray and a world on fire. We can't afford four more years of chaos and survive it. We just won't. And I think the people in Iowa and New Hampshire and South Carolina are going to see that. It's a different question to say, do you support President Trump and appreciate what he did, as opposed to what direction do you want the country to go? That's very different. Last night, when you were together, Governor, you said that this is a race between two people, but it's mm -hmm. not a race between two people. It will do be, you, soon enough, yeah. It's between, would, it's between Nikki would, Haley and Donald Trump at this point. So are you Without saying that... DeSantis yeah. and, in particular, Chris Christie, who's playing hard here, should drop out? No, look, they have, they'll make that decision for themselves, of course. They're good governors. They're good candidates, right? But here in New Hampshire, this is really coming down to Donald Trump and Nikki Haley. And this is where the rest of the country is going to go, oh, wait, it's not a fait accompli. Media and everyone has kind of assumed that this was just Donald Trump's race. We'll see him at the convention. That doesn't have to be the case. And the more folks get engaged, we're going to have a record number of people voting in the state from hardcore conservative Republicans to the undeclared, even some conservative Democrats, everyone's going to vote. And if everyone that wants to vote and can vote gets out and votes, Nikki doesn't just win, she wins in a landslide, right? The former president, as a former president, he can't even hold 50% of his base? That's actually not a good number when you think of that. Most former presidents would have 80% right now. But he's still so really far ahead. He is. And you know what? Hillary Clinton was really far ahead of Barack Obama at one point. I mean, we, we've always seen these stories in the last six to eight weeks. So you just don't believe it? No, you have to earn it. Ambassador Haley, you were asked this week, you mentioned Donald Trump, so I'll just follow up with that, if Donald Trump is fit to be president. And you responded, it's not about fitness. I think he's fit to be president. It's should he be president? I don't think he should be president. I just want to clarify, you do think that Donald Trump at this stage, given everything that's happened, is fit to be president again, if that happens? I think he's fit to be president. I mean, I think that he, you know, has the mental capacity, the, the physical capacity to do it. Do I like the idea of two 80-year-olds running for office for our country? No. I think there needs to be a new generational leader. I think the country wants to see a new generational leader. But that's not what this is about. I think when you're looking at the fact that it is people feel what's happening in the economy. They feel it at the grocery store. They feel it at the gas station. They feel it in their insurance prices and their mortgage prices. They're really squeezed and they're worried about the debt. They feel the fact that they're worried only 31% of eighth graders in our country are proficient in reading. There's a lot of parents yeah. worried about that. We've got a border that's out of control and we're acting like it's September 10th and we better remember what September 12th felt like. And you've got a world on fire. People are nervous. And what they don't want is chaos. Mm -hmm. What they do want is someone who's going to calm it down and get things done and have government work for the people again. So when you say, it's interesting, because so when you say fit to be president, that he is, you're talking about his age and his mental capacity. I think other people, particularly people here in New Hampshire who are looking for somebody other than Donald Trump, don't think he's fit because of his approach, because of his personality, because of his policies. Do you think in those areas he's fit to be president? I don't look at the personal side of things as much as I look what at, about the, the policy, at the policy like side. democracy. The reason that I'm running is because after I saw the fall of Afghanistan, after I saw inflation going through the roof, after I saw us lose the midterms so terribly, that's when I said we have to run. When I look at the situation, the economy under Trump, was it good? Yes, but he put us at $8 trillion in debt to do it, and we're all paying the price for that. I look at the fact that I don't want a president who's going to praise dictators by saying Kim Jong-un is his friend or praising the, you know, 
celebrating the 70th anniversary of the Chinese Communist Party or sitting there saying Hezbollah is smart and hitting Netanyahu when his country's on its knees. That's so in those what areas, he's not fit to be president. Those things, I just think we need a new direction. We don't need, with me, I have a different approach. No drama, no vendettas, no whining. It's about work for me. It's about results for the American people. They deserve it, and we're going to work hard to earn it. Governor, when I spoke to you in June and you announced that you were not going to run for president, you told me that you would be vocal with people afraid to take on the former president, Donald mm -hmm. Trump. Do you think Ambassador Haley is doing enough to take on Donald Trump? Oh, sure. Well, look, let's face if you're running against the former president, you're making it pretty clear that you, you that you not just you have the, the chops to be president, but we're not going to support him, as most of the Republican Party is not going to support the former president right now. So, yeah, I, and, and what I love about Nikki is she, she doesn't focus on platitudes. She doesn't focus on just sound bites. She really gets into details to talk about what she's about, what she's going to bring to the table in the future, not litigating the past, not whining about all the other stuff that we hear uh, from the former president. She's talking about what she's bringing and her, her experience. That's what people want to know because at the end of the day, individuals want to know there's accountability in government, which doesn't seem to be a whole lot of it in Washington right now. And that's exciting, especially at the top of the tier. Someone kind of showing that leadership, leading by example, with accountability, saying the buck stops here. Let me just say this. You know, anti-Trumpers don't think I hate Trump enough. Yeah, that's Pro true. Pro-Trumpers don't think I love Trump enough. <laughs> What you see is what you get. I just call it like I see it. And wouldn't it be nice if you weren't gauged on whether you love or hate somebody and instead where you think the country should go? So the media loves to sit there and say, but you're not hating him enough or you're not loving him enough. Look, at the end of the day, I look at it policy by policy. Yeah, I don't look at the personal side. I don't look at the political side.